we're about a week into the isolation or quarantining or whatever you want to call it of this uh, COVID-19 scenario that we're dealing with right now. It's uh, it's not fun. You know, I'm I'm fortunate to be working with a union as well. I say that not just because, you know, it gives us a, a amount of security, hopefully, not necessarily, but, um, but also because it gives me something to do during this time. I have regular interactions with the, uh, the management at work and the union of, uh, executives and that kind of thing that help keep my mind on task as we go along, which is very nice because other, well, even as, as I feel I'm going a little bit crazy here, there was one person who in our shop kind of upset me a little bit by their attitude during this time. This person, so my group, because it was deemed non-essential, was sent home. We were told to clear out of the building. Uh, many departments were told work from home or simply don't work at all. Uh, this individual was, due to various reasons, they he was just working one-on-one -on -one with somebody else for training. And I'm trying to think how much of this I really want to divulge. It seemed that I got the impression that he was unhappy about the fact that he would still have to work while other people were being sent home. And it seemed like he was, he felt he was missing out on an opportunity, I guess, for a free vacation. I don't view this whole situation this way. I view it as a global tragedy. And it's not fun, even though the idea of, oh, yeah, go go home and do nothing and, and just watch Netflix or play video games. While that may sound appealing to some people, it doesn't sound appealing to me, especially when resources are depleting. You're confined to a small area, which to me feels like prison. And the income coming in is less. The ability to even go buy things, even if you did have all the money in the world, is getting less and less and less. The, I mean, that that's to say nothing of the fact that people are dying. Um, this is not an opportunity for a free vacation. So I tried to help steer the person's, I already said it was a guy, but I already tried, I tried to steer this person's, this guy's thoughts more towards, let's look big picture here. Let's try to accommodate what the company needs right now and work with them because if we don't, you might not have a job. And definitely, if, if nothing else, you want to 
give if you're giving me the impression that you want to that this is a cash cow you can milk i can't imagine what the company management is thinking so let's try to at least give the impression that your concerns are genuine i mean there's a person in in my group who was saying from the you know the start of all this well we shouldn't be here uh this isn't safe for us to be home but the it was very clear that this wasn't his way to try to you know get us time off work he was genuinely concerned about the the spread of this thing and people of course teased him a little bit they said he's catastrophizing and he was but at least he was genuine in his concerns with this so this is kind of what i tried to suggest for this person that was just sort of a side little anecdote it's it's not what i really wanted to talk about uh, i mentioned i've been listening to the audiobook of uh, it's called principles uh, Ray Dalio, I believe, is the author's name. I've been listening to it while on my exercise bike. Thank goodness I got that thing because uh, it's, it gives me a little bit of cardio to do every day. And I've also been doing, challenging myself with push-ups. So I tried to, I, I saw how many push-ups I could do, counted them, I'm not going to say, because someone's going to outdo me out there like crazy. But anyway, I uh, I wanted to test myself. And then my goal is to be able to do one more every day. So to accomplish this, what I'm doing, I'm doing a full set till failure. Then I'm just resting a minute or two and then going again. Obviously, the subsequent sets, I'm doing less, but that's it. I'm doing two sets. That's it. Just enough to hopefully, so you, you feel your muscles sore um, and then you extend it beyond that with a second set. Um, and actually so far I've been doing pretty, pretty good. I've been able to do anywhere from one to three more every day. There hasn't been a day yet, knock on wood, where I haven't been able to surpass my previous days. So that's pretty good. Either it means I, I was too easy on myself in the beginning, which would be a shame. Uh, hopefully it's that I'm actually improving. So I've been doing that. And like I said, I've been reading this book and something occurred to me today. That's why I'm here, actually. This is the main thing I wanted to talk about because it was uh, something that really got my mind spinning on this. The nice thing about this book is it does challenge your thinking. And this is, this is I think, I think a very important thing for us to think about is challenging our own thinking. I really thought about this today and, and I was thinking, when in my life have I seriously, seriously challenged my own way of thinking and said, uh, I might be wrong about this. It doesn't happen very often in my life and I suspect not, for most people, it doesn't happen a lot. But when it does happen and you're able to reevaluate something, it's incredibly powerful and what does it take to do that? This is what I was thinking about because one of the very first principles that he provides, he, he provides, so he'll say a main overarching principle. So I believe the first one is 
it's something to do with reality, embrace reality, something like that. But then he's got sub points. So one of the early ones, if not the first one, um, it is embrace radical open-mindedness. Now, another way of saying this is something that I talk about a lot in this podcast, which is humility. Essentially, it's the same thing. It's, it's having humility, having the humility to say, I might be wrong about this. There's something more for me to learn here. Now, it's funny because as I was thinking about this, my skeptical mind began to kick in because I've listened to, this is my second time through this chapter because I, I got a lot out of it and I wanted to reinforce some of the ideas he brings up. It was interesting because it, it occurred to me that starting off a book saying, be open-minded is essentially a way of saying, listen to what I have to say. Now, at first my skeptical mind was going, well, that's kind of sneaky. That's kind of devious. That's kind of like challenging people to accept your message. But as I thought through this, I was like, no, not really. It's challenging people to listen to your message. And I think that's the important difference. And I honestly, if I, I think that if I were to, if I were to honestly evaluate that, I don't think his, his, what he wanted to do was to convince people that they need to accept his message. I think he just wants to be heard. And that's a fair thing to request, right? And this is one of the reasons why. I mean, if you, why would you read a book with pure skepticism, not thinking you have something to learn? But challenging your, your current beliefs and thoughts and that, that's okay. And, you know, that's the thing I like about this book is there are parts of it that I do accept and parts of it that I say that, that where I don't agree with them. So, uh, for example, I've, I've said this before, um, to me, the, the concept of evolution is lacking for a number of reasons. Now, uh, Dalio in his book, he's, he really pushes the idea of evolution. Now, he's clearly studied uh, brain neurology, which, um, as have I, not to the extent he has, but, um, but enough to sort of be able to follow what he's talking about in terms of areas of the brains and, and um, segments of the brain. So, so that actually has been helpful too. But it's, it's funny because with the same knowledge, we, you know, he claims that while it was um, newer development or steps, stages of evolution that got us here, um, and that, that's something that I find difficult to accept, um, and not to go into great lengths of, about this. Uh, I have thought about it quite a lot. Well, I'm not in a rush here. I've got lots of time. Why not? Okay, so um, evolution is a... Um, essentially, it's, it's a theory. Now, people... I, I challenge people on this when they, they say evolution is science because that's not entirely accurate 
there's first of all you have to define what you're talking about because there's there's microevolution and there's macroevolution. Um, when you're talking about microevolution and small changes, you know, within a species, um, I, th I think it's pretty evident that that occurs, and I don't know of anybody that contends that. Um, when you're talking about macro evolutions, you're talking about massive changes, things that, for example, would differentiate um, an ape and a human being. So the ability to think um, the way that humans think. So being aware of ourselves, being aware of our emotions, being able to um, have these kinds of conversations. That's That would fall under the category of macro. Um, even the uh, so differences between species if it, the the theory being that everything evolved um, to more and more complex states uh, we're talking macroevolution now there's no actual evidence of this and that stands to reason there's theories about how it happened but to say that there's evidence of this is a bit disingenuous because it's based on theories so if if we're calling theories science then I think that's a little bit, I mean, it's no more scientific than saying that we were created from some form of uh, intelligence, which is, you know, both of those, if, if we're calling that science, then you have to call religious belief science as well. And I don't think you want to go down that road. So I don't like when they refer to evolution as scientific fact. I think what they're doing is they're squishing together microevolution and macroevolution. Um, so I, I'm not a particular fan of that. Um, the, there's aspects of, of evolution that seem to make sense. Uh, the idea of, of um, traits that are um, beneficial for survival, right? Um, it seems to make sense. We're here because we survived. That aspect obviously makes sense that that nature has designed every living creature in a way that allows it to continue living. Uh, that makes sense. But there's there's aspects of the the evolutionary theory that that don't make a lot of sense. Um, and if you question them, they you know that then you're they they don't like it because they don't have answers, which is hilarious to me because the reason a lot of people have take issues with religions is when they say stupid shit like God works in mysterious ways. That's another way of saying don't ask questions. Well, this is why I like the, the saying that um, I'm trying to help it catch on, which is science works in mysterious ways. In other words, don't question it. The term instinct... Uh, when, when people talk about things happening, instincts that we have, instincts that animals have when they were, act on instinct, that is another way of saying we don't really know how it works. Just So don't question it. It's just instinct. Um, I, I don't accept that. I don't accept it from religion. I don't accept it from the scientific community. So this is, this is my problem with, with evolution. And I'm sorry, but when the 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 concept of random mutation and basically suggests that 
And again, I'm not trying to be disingenuous here. This is actually what it proposes. And and I will, I have to say up front, there's, just like religion, there is dozens and probably hundreds of different variations on the Darwin, Darwinism, um, evolutionary type theories, right? They're, they're, so not everybody is in agreement on how these things came to pass, which is just another, to me, more evidence that it shouldn't be considered science at this point in time. Uh, the idea that things randomly... See, the thing is they had to say changes happened randomly. Why? Because what's the alternative? The alternative to things happening randomly is that they happened deliberately. And if they happened to deliberately, that suggests that some thing or someone deliberately made these changes. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying so hard to, to suggest that there's no, that there has to be an explanation that we can see and, and we can understand that to suggest there's an intelligence beyond ourselves would just, uh, would fly in the face of their agenda. So they have to say it happened at random. So just at random, randomly, uh, species changed in a way that happened to be beneficial to them. Uh, now, that forget about the fact that there's an infinite number of ways that they could have randomly changed that would not be beneficial. Uh, they, they, uh, they beat the odds, and so a single-cell organism, you know, beat the odds of, of a gazillion to one and happened to to uh, randomly change in a way that allowed it to uh, grow legs, say. Um, and then not only was it a, a random lucky coincidence, also it was a trait that it was able to pass on because we, everybody, every, I mean, it's simple to, to see that every generation has different traits, um, both micro and and smaller and larger. Um, are all of those traits passed on? Well, obviously some of them are, but I, I don't think that every single thing about you is, is passed on. Now this, especially when we're talking about something so massive to your genetics. Now they would argue that for, and, and this is a common argument, um, that well, things like, you know, radiation have created massive changes to uh, people's genetic code in a way that, you know, if you reproduce, it would, uh, those would be heritable traits. It would be things you can pass down. Um, so, I mean, if the argument is that changes equivalent to uh, Hiroshima or some friggin' thing like that happened... Um, to, to make a single cell organism, um, be capable of walking, uh, enough times for those changes to occur, uh, something that massive in, in the environmental thing happened in the, what, I mean, they say billions of years, but really when you think about it, that's not nearly enough time for the kinds of changes we're talking about that would get something from single cell to biped or quadruped to biped to, you know, all the way up to 
rational thought. Um, so these are the types of things, I, and I, I think they just don't have answers for. And the other thing to, that I, I'm not crazy about is, I believe Darwin's, his, his primary work of note was something called The Origin of Species, something like that. Um, I should know it if I'm criticizing it. I know, I know, I know. Um, I, I just, sorry, the, the name of his work escapes me. Uh, I've, I've studied more of the surrounding material because fact of the matter is, uh, Darwin, I think even most evolutionary, uh, uh, minded people would agree that he got more wrong than he got right. Um, so while it might be interesting, uh, I would only be reading it to basically see where he got it wrong, to be honest. Uh, because so I'm more interested in the more modern day uh, theories because things like uh, I believe it was genomes he called them that he thought that this is what morphed in in things and then it, this was turned out to be exceptionally wrong and more and more. See the thing is the more and more they find out that was wrong with his theories. People like Richard Dawkins tried to like uh, twist twist it uh, to, to the new findings to sort of kind of fit in with with what um, uh, with Darwin and and uh, what what he was saying rather than you know try to reevaluate it. I'm, I'm not a big fan of that either, but whatever. Um, so anyway, my point being, what I was trying to get out there was the um, that that the evolutionary theory also does says nothing, even though it's called the word origin is in it. It says nothing about the origin of the first life. It says nothing about how life came into being. Now that um, those types of things are fall under sort of a different type of um, scientific theory, which follows kind of the big bang and those types of things which uh even even that kind of leaves something lacking to me although i i think they're definitely i i like there's very interesting um evidence or again it's it's i, I hesitate to say evidence no it, it is evidence things like um the the uh atomic wave forms that that they have found it's it's amazing what some of the things we've discovered to the discovery that the universe appears to be expanding. That's really fascinating to think how we came up with this and this kind of stuff. And these theories are definitely fascinating. Thing is, that still doesn't explain how we got something from nothing. And it's it's this whole theory, I can't remember what it's called, but it's I think it's pretty much bang on where... Let's say you take well. There's okay. I'll I'll just use the um, uh, what is it? The watchmaker argument. Now I don't know if this is exactly how how it was presented, but this is how I envision it. And so if you you were just take a standard watch, uh, take it apart in in all of its pieces, or, or any instrument. You could say this with a car, for example. Let's use a car. So if you take apart a car in all its millions of individual pieces, every nut, every component, down to its most simple elements. Okay, then you you get a room and you just just chuck it in there. Just randomly throw all these pieces into this room. Will it form a car? Probably not. I mean, and well, what if you do it two or three times? What if you do it 
a hundred million times. How many times would you have to throw all the components of a car into this room until one time it happens to form a car? Or even until it happens to form, say, a battery inside the car? Or even even something simpler than that, until it forms a... Uh, uh, wow, what's, I'm trying to think of a, a, a very simple component. But you get you get the picture, right? Um, it would take an infinite number of times, essentially. I think it's fair to say that. Things don't just happen like that, come together. You can't get something from nothing. And I think most sensible people understand this and accept this. This is where, as as fascinating as Big Bang uh, the Big Bang idea is, and as fascinating as microevolution is, that's it. It still does. It leaves much to be answered, and as long as they acknowledge that, then then I'm okay with that. Um, and is and this is sort of where I'm where I was coming from when. So, all that to say that there there's parts of evolution and I'm, I wanted to to go into that because it's not just haphazard it's not just me thinking oh yeah evolution is stupid because I have a a, a lack of understanding because this is what what they tend to tell you as well they're like well if you don't accept evolution it's because you just don't understand it I'd love to hear somebody explain it to me in a way that answers all those things that I just talked about and I guarantee you they can't because I've tried I've looked and I, I acknowledge that I didn't look into a lot of um, uh, uh, Darwin himself because of the fact that most of what he said is has been proven false. I've looked more into the, the more modern ones. I admit that. But if anyone today that stands by it can, I, I invite them to change my mind because um, to me, the the theory of macro evolution uh, is no more of a science than basically any uh, theory of intelligent design. So, um, so all that was is to, to basically say that there's, there's some things in this book principles that I didn't accept. He was very much pushing the idea of evolution which when I was becoming skeptical of reading it, I was like, huh, is he, is he trying to push his ideas in a kind of underhanded way where he's trying to slide in evolution with, with these practical principles that can be helpful. And honestly, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, I don't, I don't think so. It's just what he believes. Um, and as long as you are being as he says, radically open-minded, or as I say, humble, uh, I think it's okay to wrestle with these ideas, to challenge them, to accept the ones that you find helpful, and uh, and to reject the ones that that you don't quite agree with, but as long as you're wrestling with those ideas. And that's actually, that's one of the things that I think gets lost from a lot of the, um, uh, a, a lot of the criticism towards various uh, religious entities is because it's the ones when they say, you know, God works in mysterious ways, shut up and believe, those kind of things. I think those have been 
have not been good. Um, there was a uh, a book I was reading. I haven't gotten far into it because I, I don't know why. I just got sidetracked. But it was called uh, The Rational Bible. And it was taking a serious look at some of the elements in the Bible. And I think that's a smart approach. Because it's easy to say, to just, you know, brush it away as silly or... Um, or, or do like some people like who I've, you know, spent lots of time criticizing, like Sam Harris and his protégés, uh, Del Hunty and these types of people who love to nitpick it. Um, and, but they nitpick it and then don't actually understand it because they're going about it with the wrong attitude. They're going about it, reading it, looking for problems. And in fairness, that's exactly the way I read Dawkins. Um, I read it with a skeptical mind, not a mind to believe. And that's the way they read the Bible, which on one hand is fine, but what they're missing out on is, is this concept, which is important for anybody who wants to take a serious look at really anything including my myself I could learn a lot from this idea which is that when you think when you think about first of all the fact that the the Bible has been around for thousands of years uh, there's a reason for it so what would be those reasons aside from just uh, the tendency is to say oh people are just unsophisticated and they just believed whatever they want I don't know about that you know it's it's easy to call people in in the past stupider than us that's their tendency right and to uncivilized and all this stuff um I, I don't think they were I, I think they were quite bright um I, I think their way of thinking was so vastly different from what we can understand that to try to just write them off that way is doing yourself a disservice and doing them a, a, a disrespect. But um, more than that, I think that if, if you look at these things rationally, right? So the story of Abraham, for example, let's talk about he sacrificing his son. Um, that is a difficult one. I mean, people have really spent a lot of time how, trying to wrap their brain around this one. How could you possibly want to sacrifice your son? You know? Um, and and furthermore, because it's such a, a difficult one to wrap your mind around, you would think that if if religions were just trying to say, well, just just do what I say and don't think about it. They wouldn't put those kinds of things into the Bible, things that um, uh, really make you question things, really make you think. Um, because it's it does make you think and it's challenging and it's it doesn't seem right on the surface. You really have to dig into, okay, what is the meaning behind this? Why would this be here? What can I get out of this? Um, uh, so um, anyway, that was, uh, I guess all that to say that this, this uh, principle of being radically open-minded, uh, I really like. And uh, I like that he started the book off that way. And 
Uh, me wrestling with that idea has been fascinating. Uh, trying to... And I guess that speaks to the power of a book. And I think a good book will make you challenge yourself and challenge your thinking and, and ask yourself questions. And like I say, that the times in my life where I've really questioned my my thoughts and ideas and, and um, fundamentally changed my views on something have been very profound in my life. So... Uh, that that was basically it. Uh, that's what I wanted to talk about today. It didn't have a lot to do with... Well, it, anyway, it's, it's, it's interesting. Hopefully it's been interesting for you. Um, you know, if, if you were off on this time, uh, it might be some something to listen to to help you get through. So, uh, so keep safe. Keep smart about it. And, um, and hopefully we pull together. You know, one thing that I actually realized in this time... Well, I relearned it, I suppose. I'll tell a quick story here. My sister, when she was 18, uh, 18 or 19, she was extremely naive, and it really irritated me because she was very judgmental, and she would, um, especially with me, she was always very critical of me. And and then she she was going away for, for two years, um, and... She was going away to uh, to actually serve on a um, uh, a mission, a religious mission for for two years. So she would be away from, and she would come into the real world for a little bit, and then she was going to go to college after that. So I figured she's going into the real world. She's this is great. She's going to learn that her behavior, her judgmental nature doesn't fly in the real world. So I thought this was great. When she came back, I found she was even worse. So, and this is something I've been finding in this whole situation is where I expect that people will maybe smarten up and become a little bit more open-minded and a little bit less critical. They're actually doubling down on their crazy ideas. And it's frustrating to see and it's difficult and um but it is fascinating that's for sure right it just goes to show us that you know we're not that eager to change and when we cling to an idea that we feel that works um we do tend to double down on it and we look for evidence of things that support it so that's why we're seeing people in this time taking it so many different ways because for some people it's it's reinforcing the fact that uh, human beings are evil and, and uh, a curse on the earth and for other people it's reinforcing the idea that um, that the the uh, uh, what are they saying that there some people are actually saying that the, this is a good thing because with with all this happening we're not hurting the environment as much and other people are saying well yeah but look at all the jobs that are being lost you know and and whatever your position is on any of these things it seems to be only strengthening your position so i think we tend to look for well it's confirmation bias is the expression we seem to look for this way more i think than we'd like to admit 
Uh, I'll admit I'm the same. Um, I just like being aware of it. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's my ideas on that. And uh, like I say, be safe and uh, keep sane. And uh, and hopefully this has been uh, enjoyable to listen to. Uh, I will say actually, I'm uh, sorry. I know I've tried to sign off here like three or four times. Um, I've been spending the time as well as you know on on the exercise bike and and uh, listening to books and reading books also writing a book and I'm pretty excited about this one it's uh it's a satire so I know these uh these podcasts aren't uh, they're, they're pretty for the most part they're pretty serious in tone and it, it doesn't really reflect me because I'm not that serious of a person I'm more of I'm, I'm a little bit more I, I have a lot of sides I guess I don't want to say oh i'm I'm so complex but you know the thing is i I have writing that I do that's very serious and uh I also have writing that's very not serious and so i've I've uh, lightened the mood by writing spending an hour or two a day writing a a satirical uh story about it so maybe I'll going forward I'll share some of that stuff um because it it'll hopefully lighten the mood but that's been a real joy is to uh, look at the the lighter side of life and the silliness of people and uh, the silliness of of a lot of things that that go on Um, I think that helps keep us optimistic and and it helps us look at things in a different way I I think comedy is at its best when it tries to help us Um, Not necessarily change our thinking, but evaluate our thinking. So, okay, this time I'm really going. Uh, Like I say, I'll I'll, uh, try to bring in some of that other stuff just to uh, give you some, some other stuff to listen to if you're interested. Till next time.